Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. Yo, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half-baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic-ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic-ish and more, cuz? Shit on there, cuz they doing past the political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit like Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cause jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz you better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. Stupid, foolish, doofuses. If y'all thinking y'all can overrule, I come through like 
Oh shit, goddamn. They done put the mic in the wrong nigga hand. Bitch, I can be life in my motherfucking hand. So when I write these lifelines, I'm probably out of my mind, but don't. Think about it too much. Young nigga hooded up, no cool clucks. Clan with me posted up like a food truck. Niggas on the block, oh hustle for the new bucks. Bitch, I gotta get it by any means. Work them out, come X'ing out. These niggas will be trying to cloud them. All these itty bitty spiders, I'll be trying to doubt them. Then I see them climbing up and I want to spout them. I've been in the game for about a few months and niggas already telling me I should drop an album. Goddamn, I ain't drop a tape yet. This current got this lifestyle wrapped up like safe sex. Ugh. I be posted where to pay it. Like, bitch, show me the money, show me the money. Show me the money, cause it show me it's where I stay at. And in my bed is where your main hole lay at. Ain't got no time to be all on my line, so young bitty crock my funny way, bitch. I got a lot of shit to do. I got to bust these moves and these buster niggas gon' hate that cause I am that nigga. That nigga. Maneuver through the loo with the motherfucking crew dropping grams and the swisher. If you ain't working, then we ain't need that I am. Gon' miss you. But if you bout it, then it ain't no doubt that I can. Fuck with you. I can. Fuck with you. I am that nigga. Maneuver through the loo with the motherfucking crew dropping grams and the swisher. If you ain't working, then we ain't need that I am. Gon' miss you. But if you bout it, then it ain't no doubt that I can. Good y'all. It's your boy Nico the Great, the ethnic ish and more. We back, man, on episode 80. Yes, y'all straight been rocking with us for the long time, man. You already know who I am, Nico the Great. Got my wonderful co-host in the building, past master. Hey, shout out to Granny. She uh she hit me up. She all good now. Hey Granny, I shout miss out, you. Shout out to Granny, man. Always showing the love per usual, man. We got it's gonna get loud today. I'm gonna oh, let you do the. I'm gonna let you do oh, the introduction man. since you set this one. So, so up. as y'all as y'all know, I'm a big time sports fan. I'm actually wearing something that we actually gonna talk about tonight. I'll talk about this shirt later. But I got uh, a long time friend. I've known this uh, guy at least. Well, hell, I, I'm 17 years old in the frat, so I've known him for 17 years. <laughs> my assistant dean in the frat, my frat brother, one of my closest friends. Armando Fuqua in the building. Okay, man. And, and I, I want to say, 04, right? That's when you was born? 05. 05. So, right, right when I crossed, I had a baby, like, right after that. Like, right after I crossed. And then Mondo had a son right after that. And both of them are entering their junior year. And, uh, you know, one just happened to grow really, really big. Really, really yeah, big. big, y'all. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm huge. grown, grown. This, I'm like, oh, my mom wouldn't know what to do with me. Man. Hey, man. And so we have uh, a stellar, per- just overall person, but stellar athlete, a stellar student, and the fir- for the first time ever, we got somebody like underage on the show, kind of. Yeah, you know, okay, yeah. Keep uh, it PG today. Definitely keep it PG. If y'all notice, I ain't got my cigar. You know, I got an athlete in the building. I ain't gonna mess up his lungs. That ain't my job. Yeah, I brought you know, water. Right. Good quality H two O. So, we got Mr. Miles McVeigh in the building. So, man, this is this is gonna be a great episode, man. I, we got just it's so many questions. There's so much that we're gonna talk about tonight, man. So let's get into it, Nico. Let's get into it. Before we even get deep into it, I start going over some other stuff before we question y'all. 
How y'all doing? Oh yeah. Just outside of my time frame of being in the building. I was running late to stop by Walgreens and some more stuff. Y'all already know how that goes. But oh man, I gotta give a clap, man. Shout out to our guest from last week. Shout out to uh I think the mysterious lady. I'm still scared. I have no idea. I don't know how she knows you, but she knew too much about you. She knew too much, man. She not tell you where she met you from. So, I, don't, I don't like that either. Bro, she called me by my government, like my full government as soon as she walked in the door. I have no idea where how this lady know me. We spent the whole hour and a half trying to figure out how she know me. It was scary. She had to do something. She was like, is your name such and such? Everybody in the room got quiet because I'm like, I use this man's first name like that. Right. Like, I ain't never heard his first name said like that. My mama don't say my name like look, that. <laughs> Shout out to Talena. What's going on? Shout out to her. But look, man, I want to welcome all y'all back, man, every week for tapping in, tuning in with us. Like I said, 80 weeks in a row. Our episode tonight, Rumble, Young Man Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a dope thing, man. Uh, congrats to everything that's been going your way thus far and that's going to continue to come your way because that's amazing. Uh, man, make sure y'all tap in us every week. You can hear us on mycitymymusic.com. Shout out to Justin. Shout out to Tweezy, Louie Wood Productions. Uh, you can hear us at ethnicishamore.com. We on Spreaker. It's our main site. And then if you just want to tap in after the fact, you got Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, and 50 Love Mother Ones. I don't know the name too, but I know they on there because I check. Like, One day I get subscribe. y'all to, all of that, please. And watch Ethnic Is Your More TV. Yeah. I prefer y'all watch it on YouTube if we're going to be honest. Uh, that helps me with all of But do what you're going to do. The numbers count across the board. But if y'all can do that for me, I appreciate that thoroughly. But uh, before we get going to our sports today, yeah, because I'm gonna let you get that one off. You know, I usually we finally getting close to the end of our numerology. Yeah, I'm almost get there. Tired of finding these numbers low key, but they kind of get better and better as the week go, and it seems to resonate as the way my life is moving. So I think that's pretty dope. So number eighty, spiritually, is a sign of abundance and a blessings. Your guardian angels are assuring you that things are about to change in your life for the better. Trust in the guidance of the guardian angels because they are messengers from the divine realm. Mm. So, do what you please. Do whatever you want to do with that and whatnot. Uh, make sure your life is moving. If you got a path and purpose, stay on your stay on that. Stay your course. Everything get a little rough and rugged, but you know things will things will prevail over time. And now, man, we get to all black sports games. Hey, man. And I did a little more research for you this week. I'll try to find out colleges, HBC. I appreciate that, man. So I was like, let me put some little back research in. I, pre- I appreciate that, man. So so I'll let you kick it off. Shout out to Hall of Famer, Chris Carter, number 80 from the Minnesota Vikings, wide receiver, one of the greatest in the game. Man. Nice. You know, I ain't going to say he's the greatest on the microphone, you know, when he, when he commentating uh, yeah. you know, uh, on NFL games. But he definitely proved it on the field. Hall of Famer, Lynn Ford, a graduate of Morgan State University. Mondo and I definitely have a affinity for that university. Yes, sure. Uh, Hall of Famer James Lofton from the Green Bay Packers. And this one here, I'm, I'm going I'm to put him last, and I'm going to skip to Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow from the San Diego Chargers, a local talent, attended East St. Louis Senior High School, and a graduate of M-I-Z-Z-O-U. So shout out to Kellen Winslow. And uh, the last one is 
the greatest of all time. Y'all seen me wear the shirt on t- on on the show before. Jerry Rice, a member of Phi Beta Sigma. Mm-hmm. You know, I got he a member. He a Sigma. Got to give it to him on that. But he also attended Mississippi Valley State University. Shout out to the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Him and Willie Totten set the game on fire by throwing the ball all over the field. They broke all type of records. I remember I was watching a, a high school football movie called Varsity Blues. And in the movie, they talk about that that Mississippi Valley State, you know, lit people up with this passing offense. I'm like, the fact that this white movie was pubbing up HBCU when most a lot of black folks don't even know. Like, we stuck on the grambling for a lot of, you know, black schools when it come to come to running. But Mississippi Valley State definitely set it on fire back in the day. Shout out to the Delta Devils in that red and green Christmas colors. Hey, man. I used to love watching Jerry Rice. Man. Hey, Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders put on the best shows on Sundays. Fact. Just telling you. Fact. It ain't got to be Christmas. You can just give them a little, like, a normal Christmas. You know? Well, they, they Christmas colors, too. I'll be looking at the. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I was I, I remember when I got to Normandy, I said, like, the basketball uniforms be, like, big red, but then we on the football field, they big green. I'm like, would y'all pick one? Oh, yeah. Like, this is just too much. <laughs> We got two dominant colors, and we just like, hey, we're going to wear both of them at the same damn time. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you something funny. I have two friends that both graduated from Normandy back in the 80s, and they love Christmas. I they bet they do. They love Christmas. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, like Christmas in July, they watch the, uh, what's the, the Lifetime movies, whatever it is, oh, the Christmas movies all year round. And I was wondering if, like, Normandy was the reason why they uh, fell in love with Christmas like that. I, I, I don't know, man. It was... I feel bad for my boy, the AD up there. Like you, every time you go to order uniforms, it's just like, well, let me flip a coin on which color which we going color with. We gonna go with this year, man. you know. <laughs> yeah, oh man, that, one. that don't sound like a good combo at all. Right. But. Yeah, man. We got we got plenty of stuff we can talk about, man. But we are gonna get right into it, man. So, first question, I'm going straight to Mr. McVay himself. Miles, when did you start playing football? First time playing football, I was what, five in flag, uh, running kids over, trying to you know make plays. Even though I was the biggest kid out there, knowing I wasn't gonna touch the ball in no time. So, so like, you know, being a lineman, a lot of times linemen don't get the shine. You know, and, and you you learned early on at five that you wasn't gonna the ball wasn't gonna be in your hand. So like, how does that how does that feel? How did that make you feel then compared to now? Uh, when I was little, I used to be mad. They got all the shine and touchdowns and stuff like that. But uh, now, after watching the Super Bowl and watching the um, Buccaneers destroy the Chiefs because they ain't had no O line, mm. start realizing the importance of us. We still may not get that credit, but at least they see what we do and what we what we stop from happening. Facts, man. Without y'all, hey, it's a wrap for the quarterback. It, you know, I every year as a teacher, I I get these athletes come in my classroom. Man, we killed in seven on seven. I'm like, and that means nothing. Seven on seven means absolutely nothing. Why? Because the game is won and played in the trenches. The game is played on the offensive and defensive line. That sets every play. You know, a lot of people like the quarterback, the most important person on the field. Man, if you ain't got a center that can get the ball to the quarterback, (laughs) then it don't matter what your QB do. You can have Tom Brady back there. Can't get the ball to him. It don't matter. And so – you know, as you as you matriculated through your years in football, right? Starting at five, how old are you now? 
16th. Woo! Turn 16th, July 6th. Well, happy belated birthday. Um, when did when did you know that this was gonna be something that people was gonna be like, man, they gonna know my name? Like, when did when did the light go off in your head that you you don't you a big deal? Mm. I feel that. But, um, I would say maybe 10, 10, 11 ish, I started knowing I was going to be something big. I didn't think I was going to be this big. Of course, when I was little. I, you know, you had a big dream, like the pros and stuff like that, but just, I ain't even in high school yet. Right. So I, right now, I'm just happy to be where I'm at right now. So, when when did you get your first college offer? I got my first college offer actually at the HBCU camp that we um, held at SLU. Mm-hmm. I got offered by Bethune Cookman. Shout out to Bethune Cookman University Southwestern Athletic Conference. Uh, coach Sims uh, is actually the the head the head coach at Bethune Cookman was actually Coach Carl Reed's coach at sure. Austin P. Yeah, so you know uh, I saw Coach Reed uh, show Coach Sims some love uh, recently, and uh, they're gonna do big things, man. Bethune Cookman open up uh, they season real soon in the SWAC. It's gonna be rough in the SWAC. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's gonna be rough in the SWAC. So. Now we get it. So everyone knows from from all the marketing we did, and you're the number one player in the state of Illinois, graduating class of 2023. How hard is it being a, a sought after recruit? How how like what's the daily pressure of being that? Well, I don't put no pressure on myself. Mm. I just try to go out and play football. But uh, daily life, I say it's a grind. You always got to work because everybody's trying to catch up to you. You got to make sure you don't they don't let you catch up. Especially being that being number one, trying to maintain the number one spot, that's probably the hardest thing to do. Maintain mm. growing is easy, but maintaining, especially at a high level, is hard. Mm. And y'all better listen, y'all. This, this young man just dropped a jewel on y'all. <laughs> y'all better be listening. So I'm gonna switch it over to Mondo for a minute. So what's this process like as a parent? Because you know, I know it, it entails a lot in terms of in season, but that out of season job, what does that look like as a parent? Um, it's a lot of sacrifices in mm. a way. Definitely on your time, you know, as the time that you have spent. You know, if you have, if you have your normal life that usually everybody's like, I'm stressed out at the end of the day just for normal life. Mm-hmm. But then you throw in like, all right, well, you got this school or this person want to be here. You need to do this or you need to train here. You need to be over there. And it's kind of like you have to try to fit everything in and then still try to make the best decisions and see like, all right, what's the, like that, like the whole key thing now is the mental health. Mm-hmm. Or the you know how people feel, you know how 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 is he feeling? Like, is he going out? Is he this and that? So you have to play a couple of different roles. What's too much? What's enough? You know what's the best decision? What's what's something that you might not need to do? What's moving too fast? You know based on why? Right, maybe we need to slow down a little bit. So that's the biggest thing that I can say. It's, it's more of the, the the daily skip. Like you turn into a manager almost. It's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. Like, luckily I majored in business, but it's like being a manager, for real, or, or his agent or something like that, because it's like you have to come up with this big plan of what's going to happen. So as a, as a dad and as an involved father with an athlete, you know, a lot of times we hear the stories of the dads who aren't around, but mm-hmm. being an involved father and being on the trips and being, being there, has there been any type of uh, or any experience that you had where people kind of tried to, give you the LeVar Ball treatment where it's like, no, nah, we don't really want you involved. We were we were just coming after him. Well, no, I'm not really uh, 
that kind of current where you really know I'm even there, I try to fade back because I'm more of a person that likes to watch people and watch the environments and the situations that's going on. So most of the time they try to pull me in like, all right, we think we're losing him because his daddy ain't saying nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they be trying to talk to me like, so what you think? Or what about this? Or this, this, and that. But the truth is, is to me, it's not about recruiting me or talking to me. It's, it's him. He has to get the feel and understand what's kind of going on and figure out what the culture is. You know, because I'm still I'm still paying attention to him. But I'll never get the LeBar feel, but I'm not going to be out there like, yeah, my son is the number one son. He whooping all that, I'm like, all their butts and this, 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 and that. And you know what I'm saying? He, no, that's not what we do, man. We are very appreciative of what we, you know, what we've received. And we believe it's through hard work. You know what I'm saying? You just got to work a little harder. Do, keep doing your thing. Keep doing the right thing every time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because yeah. no matter if someone's watching or not, you still got to do the right stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, and it could be the simplest thing. Like, like to me, I think the most funniest thing is whenever you try to throw something in the trash can, how all of a sudden everything makes it not go in. Like you can hit the trash can, it bounce back out, hit the floor. Mm-hmm. But then you say, all right, do I go pick this up now and just get it on over with? Oh, I'll come back and get it later. No, you have to say, I'm going to go ahead and get that. Pick it on up, throw it back in there. Even though I knew I hit that and it should have been in the trash can. Right. So, how, like, he, he's a very humble young man. But but I'm sure when on on these trips when everybody's telling him he's the greatest thing, how do you keep him grounded? Mm, I basically you know what I don't really I can answer this one. Yeah, let him ask it. Well, tell me, see what he said. Uh, for the most part, yell at me and cuss me out, tell me I'm doing everything wrong. I could I could just pancake six people, score it. He still tell me took a wrong step. So, kind of his way of making sure I don't get the big head. Always something to work on. Yeah. yeah. He was like that as a pledge father, too. Don't feel bad. She <laughs> <laughs> guys have to deal with it for 16 years. Oh. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, love to, you'll love to say that one. You know what's funny? He, the number one rule that I taught him. What's the number one, the number one rules I taught him? I'm always online. Oh, yeah. That's, hey, always. Always online. Always. What online. is lying? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, as you, all the stuff you, you know, you experienced and all that, you've been on numerous college trips. I, I've, just from following you, I've seen pretty much every SEC school, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, without naming a university. What's some of the great experiences that you've had on your recruiting visits? Uh, I don't know. I, they've been unofficial visits, so it hasn't been like no special stuff. But uh, I would say taking the pictures in the uniforms that we wore, mm. uh, and then just just seeing all the coaches and uh, seeing how they work, like um, being down at um, I just name one, being down at LSU, just watching Coach O run the field. It's thousand degrees, humid. I'm barely surviving. I'm stripped down, <laughs> shirtless, hot, and just watching him run the field, and then going to the stadium, seeing like three, two coaches running the stadiums, um, and I see why the players work hard. You see the coaches working hard. Is it hard to understand Coach O? Because if y'all if y'all know anything about Coach or- Coach uh, Ed Orgeron, he has like a really Cajun draw. Like he, like that 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 uh 
that Bobby Boucher type draw from uh, Waterboy. He got that like real heavy Cajun style of talk. So was it was it easy to kind of understand him or? It's way worse on TV than it is in person. On ah, TV, okay. yeah, I don't even get words. But uh, in person, the farther you get away, you start hearing like you don't hear words. But when you're close to him and you're next to him, you kind of understand him. You got to mm-hmm. listen to the word and not the accent. No. So uh, just try to see, listen to what he's saying and not how he's saying it. All right, so what what universes have you had the opportunity to visit thus far? Uh, uh, Mizzou, uh, Mizzou, Michigan State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, Florida, Bama, Ole Miss. Who else? My cousin over there. Northwestern. Uh, stopped by Illinois. Nothing mm-hmm. special. Stopped by Notre Dame. South Carolina, we just stopped by. Who else? Bethune Cookman. Bethune Cookman, yeah. So, shout out to shout out to all these schools. But how how tough is this on on you? Like all the traveling, you know, being being a dad, being a being a manager of all these of you know, and then being a business owner yourself. How how does how does all this kind of work around for you? Like. First, I got to give it up to my staff who works with me in my office. And, uh, but I got to give it up to my staff because uh, without them, you know, it'd be really tough because uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be able to do as much as I do or go to as many places as we go because they can handle the office while I'm gone. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But the tough part is, uh, what I've learned is, I'm not going to lie, the hardest part to me is getting to places. These universities are not easy to get to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People think like, oh, my son going, you know, when they say like, oh, I'm just going to go to, like there's some cities you can fly to. Right. You know, like say for instance, if you're going to Georgia Tech, of course you can fly to Atlanta and it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if you're going to Clemson, you really got to choose between like Charlotte or Atlanta. Because it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. Ah, I got you. Or, like, if you go to, like, like say, Knoxville, it's not easy to right. get to. Or, you know, Tuscaloosa kind of got his own airport. But, you know what I'm saying, it ain't, you probably going to fly somewhere else and then drive over a little bit. You know, so you start learning that no matter where you go, when you get there, you're going to drive an hour or two to get to the university. So, after a long flight, yeah. now you got to drive. And then, like, living, say, say, friends, I'm not saying anything's wrong with St. Louis, but we're not one of the biggest airplane hooves in the in the United States. So we always got to go somewhere else to go somewhere else. Mm. So, like, I never understand why if I'm going to Charlotte, why I need to fly to Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, then go yeah, south. It's like, it's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. But, you know, that's about the hardest thing, and it's the time on the plane. You start, you know, the one thing I can say is traveling a lot makes you understand how people used to say, like, people who have jobs who travel, how they like, ooh, I just really wish I could be at home. Mm. Because it takes the fun out of kind of going places. It, it's turn, it turns into work. You know, it feels as if, truthfully, like, he's some kind of artist. And I wake up and I tell him, all right, this month, we going to such and such, you got to go to such and such, you got to go to such and such, you got to do this interview, you got to do this. Mm. So we get up and we hit this city, hit this city, hit this city. By the time we get done, we're like, ooh, we coming home. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait to be home. It's you like being an artist. You miss, you miss your bed sometimes? Oh, most of the time, you get to the point where I, I sometimes don't even answer the phone if I don't know who it is. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of not good, but I, I 
Them hotel yeah. beds don't always be the best. No. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you a big guy, when you a big guy, them hotel beds not made for you. They're not that bad, though. It depends on what hotel we got. And you start learning real fast which ones to go to. Yeah. You be like this, you know what? That extra $15, I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You start really understanding the difference between it. Now, so, oh, go ahead. Wait, wait, you can. I just slept on some beds. I might as well just say I slept on the floor. Mm. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> so, what's been, what's been the part of the recruiting process that you have enjoyed the most? Visiting places. Mm. Um, I don't really like talking on the phone. It kind of get annoying sometimes. I ain't gonna say no names. Just talk. Just talk. Well, just out of respect for them, I'm gonna quit my listening. But that's that. That's not fun. I would say business in the school itself. Um, as of right now, you still like they still trying to recruit you, so it ain't really like they trying to show you the fun stuff. They ain't really trying to show you the inside or what to avoid, what not to stuff of the school mm-hmm. uh, so that's why you kind of got to go there and figure it out you kind of can't get that on the phone uh, sometimes you learn real quick well I learned real quick that no school is perfect thought I was going to find a perfect school go there absolutely not complete opposite every school got a flaw uh, some schools got more than others some flaws are least important so right now just dealing with what can I deal with um, what can I survive um, am I going to enjoy the experience there that's really it right now. What about you, Pop? What, what, what's the what's the most enjoyable part of this process? Just watching them learn for real. Like I said, that's, that's the biggest key. Because, like, for instance, when you first show up, you just like, wow, you know, to your first school. And you're like, all right. You know, it's, it's like, all right, we'll see. And then as you go to more and more schools, you start to, he can see it now, mm. the differences and stuff like that. And seeing, watching him grow as we go through the process, you know, one thing I can say, it's really been a blessing to be able to go all over the country, like from California to Utah to, you know, to down south, to the east coast. You know, you get to meet a lot of different people and learn different cultures in different areas. You know what I'm saying? From even understanding the difference between a Hawaiian and a Polynesian. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that was like, oh, okay. I didn't know, that. you know what I'm saying? I learned. Uh, but like I said, the, my best part is just watching him learn and, and just, understand the process more you know it's kind of like uh, I always tell them or I get an example of before you buy a house when you're shopping for a home I always say I always recommend you need to look at about seven houses first mm-hmm. then that way by the time you get to the seventh one you kind of can figure out kind of what you like what you don't like what to expect all kind of stuff so then you're more ready to put an offer on a house because you kind of felt it out um, and this is the process is still the same way you know what I'm saying Actually, that process kind of repeats itself in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. From life situations. Relationships. Relation, yeah, relationships. I wasn't going to put that out first, but I'll y'all, hey, y'all be serial, Y'all be serial monogamous dating everybody. Like, no, nah, you better date about seven months at a time before you figure it out. Serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you're going to Hey, go? for real. Yeah. You, you, get da- you, you date one girl, and you waste a year with her, and be like, yeah. I just wasted a whole year. Well, you know, don't look at it as waste. Don't look at it as waste. Look at it as, you know, it was my learning opportunity. That's my thing. Yeah, but that's, that's, I mean, learning opportunities to get. I'm going to be 40 years old still looking. Hey, you know, you know. Yeah. Just think of it, hey, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the glass half full kind of guy. With every one person you go through, you're one more person closer to the one guy I got for you. I believe that. I, I, okay, I, believe I can rock with that. I definitely can rock with that. Because you learn what, not, what you're not going to deal with. Yep. Yeah, and what you really do like and yep. really what means the most. You you learn your your 
Yeah, oh yeah. You take your time and all of that because after what you rushed them to this one, you know you need to take a longer time getting to know the next person, make sure it's going to work. And you learn about yourself. Man. Yep. Yeah, that's the key. When you go learn about yourself and be real with yourself and honest and not afraid to be honest about yourself to everyone else or whoever you with, then that really makes a difference, right? So, Miles, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit outside of just you. Now, you're wearing something that, uh, yeah, let, let's move this camera down just a little bit so people can see what you're rocking today. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you rocking that East St. Louis Flyers. Y'all got a hell of a fire schedule coming up. Coach Sunken, I'm sure got y'all ready. Got y'all ready. I'm already sure of that. But y'all got a hell of a fire schedule. For the people that don't know, this year alone, this fall, East St. Louis will play the Smith, CBC, and names that y'all may or may not have heard of because they're not in our area. St. John Bosco out of California. A national high a national championship contender in high school every year. IMG Academy. Like, IMG Academy is like it, it's I don't even know really what's the best way to describe IMG. Like they they they're like a junior college. Yeah. <laughs> they they should have their own show, being real. Like they should have their own show. They are a factory of athletes. So with that big gauntlet of a schedule like how how has coach Sunkett got it in y'all mind like practice just started how has how has he started to prepare y'all for this gauntlet of a schedule y'all got uh, running <laughs> so we've been doing running um we make, making sure we learn the plays inside mm. and out what everybody does even the linemen know what the receivers do uh, know what the receivers and the linemen do quarterback know what everybody do. Uh, so we're just doing the mental things right now. Uh, we're not really in pads. We're not hitting. But uh, he know, of course, he know we can hit. He went miles a few times, so he know we're willing to hit, go hard. But uh, it's just getting the mental side down is what we're on right now. So, you know, y'all play in a tough conference. You got Edwardsville. You suffered a loss to O'Fallon in the spring. Now, if I'm correct, that's like one of your first times losing. Yeah, that was my uh, – First high school loss. Like, so so for the fans watching, this man won a state championship and then was undefeated his freshman year. And as y'all know, COVID impacted the, uh, his sophomore season. Got a chance to play, what, five or six games in the spring? I only played three. I only played three games in the spring and subsequently well, lost. Well, we played. We, we had six. There's been five or six. I think it was seven. Six. 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 But I got hurt the the game before O'Fallon. Well, the practice before O'Fallon, mm. and so I didn't play the rest of the season. So, like experience, how was that to experience? You know, a loss. Like, how did you deal with that? How did you move forward from that? Uh, it's it's kind of hard because when, when you're not playing, uh, you know, of course you look at everybody else, but then I started looking at myself. What I could have done better. Maybe I couldn't have got injured at practice. Uh, what I could have did from home. Maybe led the team better. So uh, when you first take the air, of course, you start blaming everybody else or what they didn't do right. But uh, but the key thing is always look at what you did wrong or what you could have did better. Uh, but how I handled it, I was kind of mad. Because, like, cause I, I was at home. I was at home on crutches. I couldn't even get out the bed. I, mm. I remember my mom was there with me, helping me fold up clothes. And I'm watching the game. 
and I'm just watching us look not like ourselves. And so it was kind of frustrating to watch at home and knowing you couldn't even do nothing. I was getting ready to suit up, get out there at halftime. <laughs> but, uh, mama uh, hit me with the crutch and said, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Mondo, I know you're on the staff. Mm-hmm. And where, how, how was that for you as a coach and, and as a – as a person who is involved in the process, how how was that to see his you know him dealing with the loss and you've seen it the numerous Super Bowl wins and things like that. So how was it to come home and say, all right, now we got to talk about handling this loss? Oh, I was hearing about it at halftime on the phone, so it was mm. I was dealing with it then, and that I got the up. phone call talking about I'm gonna put this knee brace on. I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> 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 but it was. Uh, to me, it's all part of a bigger plan. Like, it's, you know, sometimes you have to go through some hard situation, adversity, so then that way you can see things the way it needs to be seen. Mm. You know, so you know, and understand that ain't nothing guaranteed. You know, everybody comes out that you're going to play is going to give you their best game that they can possibly play. So you can't come out here and just think there's any kind of automatic anything. One, it's not automatic that you're going to win, and then two, football is football. You never know when your last play is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there is no one or no no situation that should ever be taken for granted on a football field. You know, and that's the part that I think that was a good learning experience for the team. So, yeah, it was a tough loss to have. You know, you never want to lose. But, you know what I'm saying? But then the situation is looking at it from the glass half full side, you got to learn. And that's the part that we learn from. So hopefully that loss there will prepare us to say, hey, you know what? I never want to feel like that again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now – this year, totally focused, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And ready to just, you know, do our thing the way we do it. So, so I, I got, since we're talking about Eastside, and Eastside gets a lot of uh, coverage, Eastside gets a lot of haters. You know, this last school year or so, it's been quite a few transfers mm-hmm. coming in Eastside. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about some of the best players in the area transferring to East St. Louis. And there's been some other media outlets out there throwing shade. Mm-hmm. What do you say to someone who is like, hey, they're they're actively either hating or rooting against y'all? Like, what what would you say? Like, t- tell me from the inside of the program how you feel about that. Uh, well, I mean, of course, when you like, if, if you're not really like at practice and you're just watching, of course, you think they're good. But if you're in that practice and you see the, the little stuff they mess up on and the stuff like they we can't do, uh, you start to go to your last step, and you're not with all that, you know, just to hunt with them a little bit, but um, I don't really pay attention to it, uh, I just let them talk, everybody gonna talk, everybody got their opinions, so I just really let it be, but if somebody, like, directly talking to me, trying to be funny, I just be like, I know y'all can't beat us or something like that, mm-hmm. or it'll be something quick, nothing that'll cause me no problems in the, the end goal, but just be something, or I just don't pay attention to it. So you got CBC opening weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Is it at CBC or at, at Eastside? At CBC. It's at CBC on the new turf. Oh, yeah. On the new turf. I, I know uh, That's uh, the I think it's uh, Tyler Gann, I think, is they, what they DN. Who is that? Oh, I, ain't, I ain't got nothing else to say on that. <laughs> so I, the next question I got actually deals with what, I, what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually wearing a shirt, uh, and it's AG4. And it's for Aquil Glass, who is the Southwestern Athletic Conference preseason player of the year. He was the spring 
Player of the Year, Alabama A&M University quarterback, Luther North uh, alum, and as we all know, the NCAA and well, really kind of got forced into name, image, and likeness. And so he's a senior in college. Well, actually, just graduated from college. And he was able to put out his own logo, and I bought a T-shirt. So I, I lit, something that was illegal last year, Reggie Bush did stuff like this, and they took his Heisman. Now it's, now it's possible. Now this is something that can be done for college athletes. So what's your thoughts on name, image, and likeness? How are you preparing for that eventual – you know, big swing in, in college athletics. Uh, trying to get, I don't know. It's kind of hard uh, to kind of say it, but uh, without spoiling nothing, but kind of been doing some uh, social media stuff, trying to get my name out there on other platforms. Uh, if you're watching, uh, follow me on Instagram, underscore miles to x dot underscore. Uh, but um, really just trying to get my name out there uh, on Twitter. I big name on Twitter, as you would say. Uh, Thousand followers, Hey, drop your Twitter. Tell, tell them what your tw- Twitter handle is. My last name, McVay Miles. Yeah, McVay Miles. Uh, but it's really just getting the followers and fan base right now. Uh, I ain't gonna spoil too much. Uh, if y'all have me back on here, I oh, we'll bring you back. Like, oh, oh man, hey, whenever you're ready, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna just say if you, whenever that time comes, you are more than welcome to make your announcement right here on Ethnic Issue More. I'm gonna just put I, that door is open for you whenever you just pull up. I got you, but really, it's just getting the fan base. Uh, learning the insides and outs, what works, what won't work. Probably what's going to be cut off in the future mm. because I know that it's not going to stay like this because ain't no way people making a million, two million dollars. They can touch the field. So instead going to have some kind of rules. Um, but just standing that boundary, but that's it right now. So, so Mondo, as NIL is evolving and, and Miles graduates in two years, how, how have you seen this process? At, like, how, does, how do you look at NIL now? Oh, I love it uh, as far as being able to have an opportunity to make a, make money off your name, image, and likeness. Um, as far as, like, for most of the kids that I'm noticing, they're getting into it. And there's so many – I think the part that I want to piggyback on that Miles was saying, like, there's so much going well, – when you think of name, image, and likeness, a lot of people think, oh, I can make money, you know, I might get a commercial or this or that, or I sign my name on something. But really, the gamut is so huge. And there's no rules on anything. And it's like wild, wild west right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying to me? So I just want to see how it turns out as time goes on. You know, because the way it's working now from universities saying, I, like, say, for instance, me, I own a business. They say, I say, every kid at this school, I'm going to give $5,000 to every month mm-hmm. for saying that they, uh, they got this car insurance. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I can just do that now? And ain't nobody saying like that's oh, that, legal that, now, right? Wait, look, that's what Miami did. That's what Miami did. That's so what Miami did. You can't tell me like, all right, so now every school gonna have somebody like that. All right, you gonna come in automatically making this off top, right? Just because you know, since I graduated from this university, and I want to what's the name? You know what I'm saying? You know, so, as a as a nil was a different look for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when they took away my favorite video game, <laughs> that, that really hurt my feelings. It, I was an NCAA football fan I, I bought the game every year and then after th- 2013 they stopped making the game because of the NIL lawsuit uh, uh, name image and likeness lawsuit and so now with that out there they could possibly bring the game back mm-hmm. and it's already scheduled to come out 
2023, which would be going into Miles' freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. So, I know you played the game. How do you feel? Like, how would that make you feel, like, when you pick up the game and and, and possibly your son's on the game? You know what? I don't think it's going to be that much difference because right now he's on the game now anyway. Because I can make, make like I can alter, you know, alter the uh, the rosters, but it will be an honor to really see yeah. like him come out on whatever this this game is and whatever team it is, and play. You know, what I'm saying that's gonna be really cool. They gonna do me dirty. Be a sixty overall. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to my freshman year. But you know what's funny? I actually have met several fellows who've actually made money off of from from their name, image, and likeness from the video game. Yeah. Cause like they was telling me like they get you know they got a check or something like you know even later after they was out of school, mm-hmm. but they ended up paying a lot of the players off I guess a little while ago. So I had never knew that until yeah. I had that conversation. With so them. I I think what they did was the bigger I'm not sure if it was the bigger the school or if they just broke it down and just said hey you was on the game during this year and it, the SCS schools really got a, a big a big help with that because I I know someone they was at Southeast Missouri State and they was able to get a check because yeah. Simo was on the game. Yeah. You know, and, and that was that was pretty dope, like, to see that. But how would you feel? Like, you know, I know we when we watch the NFL and the rookies come in, they get their Madden ratings. How would you feel? Like, first of all, you said that they're going to rank you a 60. Where do you think you should be ranked? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be humble. Uh, probably at least going into my freshman year, I don't know, at least a 65. I ain't did nothing to prove myself yet. Mm. But uh, if I've been a starter and I'm doing great, I at least need to be 85 in the 90s. They don't, you know, they do linemen dirty. They do. They don't wait no linemen. Quinn should be a 99, but we're not doing this like that. Mm. <laughs> Quinn to get Aaron Donald's 99. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, so at least be an 85, 90. Uh, I want to be a 99, though. So you already gave us your Twitter handle. So we got a new segment here at Ethnic Kitchen Moore. It's called Rapid Fire. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with you first, Mondo. Oh, okay. So rapid fire. I'm, I'm gonna just say something. Give me your first response. All right. Favorite music. Favorite music artist. Uh, I would say uh, probably Common. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm an old Common fan. I rock with that favorite video game. Oh, it's man. It's uh, college football. I still play it today. Every yeah. day. That's uh, worth keeping that Xbox 360. Still got that. Still got. Still it. got. It. Yes. Fa- well, look. I said with the two joysticks, right, and the charger cord. <laughs> hey, I, hey, man! Last year during the, during COVID, all of a sudden I was playing one day, and a thunderstorm was happening, and my power went out, and immediately I got scared. I was like, it just scratched my game. And so when the power came back on, I was able to look at the disc. I'm like, I don't know. I played it, and it and it actually froze on me, broke my heart. So I was like, nah. I went and spent a hundred like twenty bucks. Really? To buy another copy, That's so I got two cost? copies. Yeah, oh, man. but see, now that the game come back out, them prices then went back down because people are like, well, it's gonna be a new game in a year or two. Okay. Worst feeling as a football dad. Ooh, the worst feeling is um, you never want to see your child get hurt. Mm. That's one thing. Uh, I think that is it. Lo- losses don't affect me too much because you got to lose sometimes. It just builds. You know, it's unreal if you never have a loss. Right. You know, and you get to learn and teach. Trevor Lawrence never lost. Huh? Trevor Lawrence never lost. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, did. he lost in the worst oh, yes, way. He, did. He, he, lost, did. He, lost he lost on the big stage. Yeah, he lost, <laughs> yeah. 
But you, it's, it's a teaching moment with the loss. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that part of like yeah. between like, dang, he hurt. And then all of a sudden all kind of stuff flashes in front of you that didn't put through your head. Mm. And you just be praying for the best situation, you know. And the, I think that would be the worst thing. You know, even if the career ended, not ended like from injury, but just say at the end of the career. Say you, you're just a kid that played ball in high school and your last game is senior day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That ain't, that's like, all right, you achieved it. You know, you did your thing then. Or if your last game is in college, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you did your did. You played. You got a story to tell. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got your degree. Yeah. Are you good? Yeah. Or if you get a chance to go to the league and you might only make it to training camp or you might make it two or three years or you might make it ten years, but you've had your experience with it. Mm-hmm. So those things, you know, the, the end of stuff doesn't phase me. Or, you know what I'm saying? Our losses don't phase me. It's more at that point we get. Favorite NFL team? You know, well, I used to be a Rams fan before they moved. But now that they're gone, I can't like them no more. So I'm going back with the Chicago Bears. I said it here, Chicago that. Bears, baby. The my, Bears. My first book I ever bought off the bookmobile at school mm. was William Refrigerator Perry's book <laughs> with my own money. Not, not my mama money. This is my own money I saved. Mm. Bought a book and read it. And the only reason I did it was because he was a big dude like me because I was a big kid. And I was like, see, I told y'all we can do it. The people used to act like I couldn't run fast, or I couldn't do this, or I couldn't do that. William just made everybody see it like on the big stage that our big dudes can move too. We're athletic too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the part I think I liked about it. Huh? No. Favorite football movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Favorite football movie. You know, I used to. I would say my favorite football movie is Friday Night Lights. Mm. You know, cause don't get me wrong. I like uh, what's the one with Denzel. That's one. That's a good one. But Friday Night Lights. I remember the Titans. Yeah, but Friday Night Lights has a has, has moments in it that really touch you as a player. Like when you play, you mm-hmm. felt that shit. You know, I'm sorry, you felt it. But he was. Oh, you, you can curse. Part. You can curse. And you'd be like, "Damn, I'm almost about to tear up on this mug. Like I'm about to go play." You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you know, most movies they try to make it like you know they're gonna win at the end, but they still lost. Yeah. But they showed them fighting. And working hard and showing them the real life of how the game really kind of goes. That's why I think I liked it in the end. It's real. So, so I, I do like that movie. The only thing I don't like about the movie is how they how they portrayed uh, Booby. No, not Booby. How they portrayed uh, the other high school. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, that. and so I was like, yeah, I don't really like that. But have you watched the, the documentary on that school? No, not the documentary. So it's oh, a, the one with the dude, Rob McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so it, it's it's crazy. Like, I'm like, man, this movie, y'all, y'all, they make y'all the villains for real. But then y'all doing some crazy shit in real life. Real like, life, they was real. I was like, man. Like, when I saw it, because I, I used to hate that movie, because I'm like, man, why they make the black team look bad? Look bad. Like, but then yeah. I, I, I look at the documentary, and they like, oh, hey, bro, the, like, kids with collegiate offers. Division one offers. I think one had like full ride at the University of Houston, and was like straight robbing the restaurant that he worked at. Ain't that Carter? Carter High. Yeah, Carter, Carter High. High. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, y'all are tripping for real. Like, and and wait, look, taking the money and buying all this jewelry and going to school with it. You in high school rocking big herring bones and all this, like, bro, y'all are tripping. <laughs> going to, going to work. Now, I know what another movie I really like is Coach Carter, but it's not a football movie. Right. That's, that's basketball. Not, but I love Coach Carter. Basketball. I think the best scene in that is when uh when old boy like, hey, I, just to get back on this team, I'm going yeah. to work my ass off to get back on this. 
And, and you know what? As a coach, as a player, you got more respect for those for when when coach said, "Hey, go run." I tell I I tell you when to stop. Mm-hmm. And, and to see someone push themselves through that. That's a that's a mental war. That's a mental war. Yeah. Because easily you like coach ain't even looking at me. Coach don't know my name. Coach ain't talking to me. But I'm still persevering and still fighting to push myself to 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 get coaches respect and get everybody else's respect. And subsequently, a lot of times the team be like, "Hey man, we gonna run with you. Like you our brother." Yeah. And that that's the bond that's built there, and it it, it takes that. I've I've been able to experience that as a player. I've I've seen it pledging. <laughs> You know, and, <laughs> you know, and so you get that that bond through that. Yeah. So Miles, it's your turn, and we're gonna start with favorite football movie. Uh, Waterboy, probably. That's <laughs> why because it's funny. And he yeah. just he just spoke on that. But my favorite movie, Close Guardians. Yeah. Okay. Uh, musical. Who you listening to right now? All right. If you know me, do you know uh, NBA Young Boy? Uh, I listen to some of the St. Louis rappers too. Uh, like, I don't know, Monster Gang, K-Murder, uh, Grimey, yeah. uh, who are Marky Huncho, I listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your record prediction right now for Eastside? 14 and 0. I don't know why you asked that. <laughs> I, I, hey, I gotta, I gotta be on, I'm putting it out there. Android app. Ah, Apple all day. Hey, I was about to say, if he was about to say Android, I'm like, bro, you were tripping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody, is. it's all it's all Apple over here. If you Thanks. you bring up an Android anything, I'm like, something's wrong with your life. That's wrong for something you. wrong with you, man. Uh, see, something wrong with her life right there. She just said it. <laughs> don't, conform, don't conform. Don't conform, man. Don't, don't be conforming to that Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so, favorite subject in school? It'd be English, or right, um, I've I been mean, my English teacher's been cool. Uh, I actually like my English teachers for the most part. Uh, it had to be English. What's your plan? So I'm not gonna ask you what school you're going to. Obviously, what's your plan major for school though? I want to be an athletic trainer, or uh, maybe maybe I don't know. I was thinking about coaching, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to coach it because I don't like people like that. <laughs> so I put my force myself to be around people. Uh, but it'll probably be athletic trainer. Okay. No. So look, y'all, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. We're going to come back and holler at, uh, just, you know, go over some random topics and more. You know, we got episode 80, Ethnic-ish and more. And toss this in there, man. I got to play my track. This was speaking on St. Louis artist, man. My man's Nando STL with that tenant window. I've been damaged since a little, uh, I ain't got no plans to be playing with no little, uh, man, 
And these niggas scam, they be scamming That's on the road Riding through the north side with my windows tinny Said I used to keep my dogs with me Till they end up dogging me It was me, La Paul and them Now look at me, La Paul and them You can't sit with us, nigga But at least you got the witness Funny how glasses get to clicking Now they can see your vision This is chestnut checkers Say you got to move different There's a bunch of David Beckhams All y'all won't do is kick it And it's hard to listen When your mouth always running Said I wouldn't amount to something I stand tall like I'm out in the summer Nigga got you that Gavinci purse And now you out here stunting Cuffing niggas over bags Also we bounty hunting And your baby mama mad nigga Got they bands up You can't pay, you can't see your kids That's ransom Said my hood don't know my children I manned up Taught my son to avoid the block I'm screaming and one Private schools and they be glasses I'm pushing brilliance I already have my hands on some thousands I need some millions Hand it down to my children Flip that shit to some billions, try and keep up with the Joneses, then got left behind the Tillmans, I'm just trying to live it, they want me to die where I'm at, I took this chance to be a rapper, they trying for three in my head, but I'm a soldier, you take action, you get drastic, don't you dare come on this block, I get plastic, I might get plastic, let my clouds fill up my clouds, how you gonna diss me and I done put you all in the paper, how you gonna scream all work, no favors, then ask for a favor, I'm surrounded by so many niggas and still feel lonely, I'ma take that burden off you if you gonna put some on me, that's why I ride through the north side, my windows in Cause I don't like no hoe niggas in my business Mouth full of ass, I've been jamming since a little low uh, I ain't got no plans to be playing with no little hoe uh, Man, these niggas scan, they be scamming, that's on the road Riding through the north side on my windows, Tinny Said I used to keep my dogs with me Till they end up dogging me It was me, LaPaul and them, now look at me, LaPaul and them Black charging my hood shot. Grass in the door, smell like a moorline, a waterline. Deep beat, sir, little bitch, I'm Gohan. Bitch, how you gonna leave Gohan? This feel like hallelujah True the choir too I'm up the holy you feel like a holy you I got a chicken coop Dip out interior barbecue I'm fly while she want the cockatoo And that's on my bird like a big my guy Standing over how they greet my guy Straight out the mud like a clean light Never had time for the tea the kind On the fence like vines Wanna come up fly Niggas hotel lobbying Smelling like loud around Republicans Like why they no niggas working obvious Just tell her Smiles and muttering If you ain't blood to me you bothering And if you ain't cuss to me you cluttering And I've been really trying to be more tolerant More positive Probably need to switch up countries But you know I'm I might go be smoke Cop a couple seats out to Heathrow Out of shortage with the shit Ain't no shortage on the stick Lil boo I know you go Let me cut on it Go, 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 go
on the sheet, you rain when your feet be payment to the gold. Don't got no time for the delay. Hopping around in the sack race. Don't keep the cane, let Lorenz take. He went over low, put on the overwise. Nigga, at his lowest, gave me word to wise. Told me none of this matter unless family blessed. Watch out these niggas that beat on their chest. They flex through their stress, I guess. I been raw, it's genetic, it's my dinner. Watching your wind up on, you trying to fit up. I've been up with you, acting innocent. Bet you're interested, stretch it like a limo. The memo never switched to slow the tempo. Zero gang with me, AV where I go. I'm cool on all the friendly shit. It's just business straight across for 30 o'clock. Thousand miles an hour on a spaceship, maybe we can go spur. But I go too, baby. Got that back and that the girl that can't pull out of your Milky Way. Um, and it be like an empanada, ready to like an empanada. She says me, no, I love you, nada, girl, they nada. You giving me Erica vibes, but I do wanna tell you Shanta. You made the shimmer feel like summer, summer, summer. I e i t a i e e e t h e r my baby, baby, baby. I e i t a i e e e t h e r my baby, baby, baby. Back in this thing, episode 80, Ethnic Issue More, Rumble, Young Man Rumble. Yes, sir. Now we're going to go into our random topics. Uh, I, I went all sports this time. Yeah, let's I ain't do it. too deep, looking at nothing random, political, nothing like that. I got one I got one random that's going to be off sports, but. That's cool. You know, he's a student, so it tie in. Man, I don't know if those, or if everybody, I'm sure most people in here follow basketball. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder. Oh. He had the ability. And it's crazy because I've seen a picture somebody posted showing four NBA players who did similar type of things when they messed up. Mm-hmm. Trails Freewell turned down $21 million, ended up not playing basketball ever again. Yep. Bonzi Wells turned down a whole bunch to get like $5 million. And then um, the dumbest one for me was Nerlin Noel. Uh, Nerlin Noel. Mm-hmm. He turned down $70 million with the Dallas Mavericks. Just a steal sign with the Dallas Mavericks for $5 million. And it's like sometimes you can't. It's always good to bet on yourself, depending yeah. on what you're gonna do. It's a, unfortunately a lot of people listen to people that don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't have an agent that really know what they're doing, and they don't have the best in, your best interest at heart, they just you know Dennis Schroeder made a very bad deal. Like eighty, oh, you turn down eighty four, and I get it. Money ain't everything. Sometimes you can outplay that because like, and I felt it. He good. I don't think you was twenty million a year. Then. Nah. Like you was good, but I don't think you was twenty million a year in the NBA. Good. I don't know. I guess he didn't have that person tell him let's see what you just put on film and now you think you finna sign what a supermax? 
I can't he, see it. He, he, not average, and then your your scores been going down. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, the games that matter. You, nut up. you can't do that. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. Dad trying to trying to sign supermaxes for ten years. I I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what his agent was thinking. Allowed him to think he was that good. It, he got it. The first thing I said is like, if that wasn't your decision, if that wasn't like, if that was your agent's doing, you definitely need a new one. Hey, because you need to go get. He's he not good agent. at what he do because for the simple fact that I'm glad about it just because I, I like LeBron. Mm-hmm. So that freed up money for them to get who they needed to get. Yeah. It's paying him that 84 million over the five year course, which was well more than what I thought he was going to should have got. Right. But now you just signed with Boston for 5.9 and trying to push him. To get their full mid-level exception, the nine point five, but they was like, we ain't trying to be hard cap. Bro, you're not even gonna see the court that much in Boston. No, he gonna be starting. They just Kimber Walker just went to yeah, uh, Walker just, went just went to the, the Knicks. Knicks. Oh, okay. So yeah, he, gonna he be, still ain't gonna get. He ain't gonna, gonna touch be, the ball a lot. He gonna nah, be starting point guard. Nah, he ain't gonna touch the ball. He ain't gonna touch the ball a lot. No, it's that's, gonna be that's, in, that's Tatum's team. Tatum and Brown's team. He hey, get us the ball. No fact. That's all you supposed to. He gotta do. This is his chance to say, if you really think you're worth the money you thought, you're going to have to be the perfect mm-hmm. team member this year because it's a one-year contract. Oh, yeah. This show, that's all it is. It's an alley-oop to set up your next year. People got a little free more money because he knew. So was that on purpose, though? So, like, for instance, you, if you sign the, big, the bigger contract, you locked in for a longer period. You locked in. Mm-hmm. Now, I got the one year, and I clown. Now I can really get paid. paid. That's if you clown. But see, he, he didn't want to go in that position. He thought somebody was going to come in and hit him with one of these, where well, we want you $90 million four years. He was looking for $20 million a year. That's why he turned it down from them. And now you you messed out on, what, $16 million a year? Yeah. Now, granted, he just came off of, what, maybe a five-year, $70 million. He came off a good contract before. That's if he, that's if he spent his money properly. If he spent it properly. You know, and then and, and endorsements and all that stuff, you know. If the the problem with the problem is when we look at money, we say, "All right, that's eighty mil." No, nah, that's not eighty mil. No, it's taxes. That's like taxes. Mil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. And, and make it, what like two point five? Yeah, like two point five mil. And, and when you think about it, as men, there there's not a person in this room. If if, if we made it to the league, we ain't taking care of everybody. Like, mama getting a new house, daddy getting it. We taking care of the fam. So when you start thinking about how much money? That five point nine after oh, yeah. taxes? Oh yeah, he Mama, you got the maybe downside. Three, maybe three. Uh, you got to get rid of the house. Yeah, I'm gonna give you an apartment or something. Like I said, he <laughs> luckily he had a good contract <laughs> prior to this, so it was like five years, seventy mil at that yeah. time. So I mean, that's good for him, but or maybe too, he was looking at the situation too. He may not have wanted to stay with the Lakers. That's one thing. That's I one way that I looked at it. Yeah, situation. I don't want to lock myself in because I felt like I could flourish somewhere better. He was perfect when he was six man. Like he was balling. He wanna. He took the time where he was balling like that, and it kind of bigged up his head. So now he felt like he he deserved that starter minutes. Which you put up a starter role if you gonna play your part. But you couldn't. He didn't. He couldn't do what he wanted to do with LeBron and all of them yeah. running the forefront. No matter how old LeBron gonna get, he gonna be the number one person on his team for the most part outside of until he push it out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think AD the first option. Now. Well, now because I mean LeBron, but he was when LeBron and AD locked in, he was already yeah. with that. He was yeah. like, "Look, I already know what I can do. Like, I want AD to be the, the focal point of this team, and I'm just playing my role." Now they done added Westbrook. They filled out their team for the low. 
Yeah, you know, and you know what's crazy? I feel, I feel like they, they said the team was to like let like Westbrook do his thing at the beginning of the game, like him run the ball, mm-hmm. shoot all you want to, and then when the game is really close, really look, give it, don't give LeBron the ball. Like, I, I will tell you this though, yeah, I, I'm a big LeBron fan, but if he don't get Melo a championship. He got you. I, I, I if like he don't he get Melo a championship, it's, I might have to abandon shit. As long as don't nobody get injured, it's got to be this year. <laughs> got to. Because, hell, both of them ain't got too much. I mean, even though LeBron's still hooping at a high level, he ain't got too much longer left. He nah. one bad injury away yeah. from that. We just got, they just got he to keep He's na- not one bad injury. He's one nagging injury. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that that's the thing. That that, they get that ankle. That him, him, even AD like that, him having a, a messed up ankle. That that one nagging injury, AD just got to stay healthy, man. That's yeah. his whole downfall. Like, they can say AD crying on the like bench. he just always, always hurt, yeah. unhealthy. I'm like, look, bro, you got the you got the funds. They didn't gave you the money. Yeah. you just got to do whatever. First of all, I would just be asking LeBron, look, bro, what did you do? Because he done sustained his body for a long period of time without having them big injuries. All the time. What's crazy is, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth, dog. I think that people don't trip off the fact that body type. Yeah, AD a big dude. AD a big dude, and he's a long, skinny kind of dude. Mm. To me, I think LeBron has been around a little bit longer because he really got a football body to me. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So he out there playing. That's, you know, like a non physical. I take. Yeah. I guess you could say they look physical. But you know what I'm coming from? Where I'm coming from? So he has more of a body that's made to be durable to me than. Some of the taller, taller cats like that. Yeah. I, I also think it's some of the other stuff too. Like when you look at the fact that LeBron has cut a new mold all the way around. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like from being a, a father, being a parent, being a husband, all that stuff is not your typical, you know, NBA lifestyle. You know, drama. Exactly. Right. So he, you, like his mental health is probably mm-hmm. just as strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't see him out kicking it drunk like we do a lot of other players. We see him doing random father stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, being a supportive dad on TV, knowing that, hey, you just dropped a double-double last night, and we are, you out are checking Bronny out. He ain't got to go to another game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that, that's dope just to watch that period. But, you know, a lot of that comes from also, like, growing up, being in a household where you might not have had your pops around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times, you know, you look in the stands and you be like wishing your parents were there. So you tell yourself when you're young, a lot of times, a lot of different things that you ain't going to do or what you're going to do when you get old. Mm-hmm. When I get old, I'm going to be there for my kids. Which you finally sit on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> sit in the stands. <laughs> the sideline my whole life. Or, or when I get older, I ain't going to drink. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I ain't going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? You start telling yourself, whatever affected you in some kind of way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you was young that bothered you normally you know you kind of try to do the opposite right, don't get me wrong though. there's a lot of people that follow that path and end up being the same mm-hmm. but you kind of want the difference and I think that's something that he saw that he wished he probably had because yep. they talk about it like with some of the documentaries how he used to stay with folks because he really didn't have no home you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying or, or a real cool stable place to be in or to live in so Doing that, providing that for his family, being there, doing all this stuff, I think is a, this part of something that he probably went through and trying to correct in the cycle of, of his family. You know sh- shout out to LeBron James. You know, we got an East Side football player on the, in the studio right now. And if you ain't seen the documentary, 89 Blocks, you need to check that out. Yes, um, yes. Uh, that, to me, I, I didn't know much about East Side 
uh, football besides them being a football school, like, you know, all over the years. And watching that documentary made me like, damn, what these kids go, what a lot of these kids was going through on the daily. I'm like, it made you have a little bit more respect for Coach Sunkett to see what he had to do. You know, some coaches and some programs, all they got to do is coach football. Yeah, it's true. All you got to do is coach football. Some kids come, kids going to come to your school because it's your school. They going to come and, all, and you get to pick who going to play. You ain't never had to go look for a player and, 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 and a player dealing with, you got half the team dealing with trauma from one incident over here and a whole other traumatic incident happened over here. I hope you got the whole team come next week after mm-hmm. the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but I'm tell you one thing about Coach Sunk that's cool is that uh, he grew up. He always talks about him growing up in Camden, New Jersey. And I watched the documentary the other day on Camden. I swear for God, it was like a mirror image of East St. Louis. Yeah, mm. I, a I was like, man, Cameron is. I mean, even from the history of Bruh. how it started out, it was almost similar. So, that's to be true. So, uh, so him coming from that background, probably want you know growing up. Seeing things like that, you know, understanding what, what what a lot of folks go through, he's just giving back to the community the same way, you know what I'm saying, that, that he's just basically giving back to the community the same way you give back to his home community. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really cool to watch that and see how those roots play such a huge role in, in, in some of the things you take on in life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, it's fo- you know, it's football season. Now it's August. We practicing NFL. <laughs> Who's your last two standing? Give me a Super Bowl prediction right now. Uh, I don't know. If you know me, you know I'm a Cam Newton fan. Mm. Uh, he with the Patriots. You know many people say Louis not gonna like this, but I want to see uh, Cam win his first ring. Mm. Uh, second team, it'd be funny. Cam and Brady are they in the same division? Nah, that's nah. the AFC and NFC right yeah, there. Yeah, so, so Cam, Cam, Cam versus Brady, or Belichick versus Brady. Have you want to look at it? Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think Green Bay is going to do it. They might do it this year. Though. They I, might. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they. Uh, it, 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 it's too. It's too. It's too much personal feelings right there. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is going. Yeah, I think he out of it. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do it. Aaron Rodgers is going to do it. But I don't think the defense going. Defense don't never show out for Aaron Rodgers. So mm. if Aaron Rodgers in it, the defense not going to be in it. <laughs> hey. yeah. what, what about you, Mondo? Who you got? Last two. Last two. Well, you know what. I'm definitely not going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Only reason why is it always seems when everything seems too perfect, mm. it don't work out some reason. So I can't pick them just out of just because I just feel that way. So I would say I think the last two is going to be Saints. I say no, nah, I ain't going to say Saints. No, no, no. I mean, not saying nothing wrong with them. They cool too. But I think it's going to end up being like uh, probably like the, the L.A. Rams. Mm. On the NFC side and on the AFC. Mm, who's coming up for real? Oh, I just had them in my head, too. I don't know. Bills? No. Yeah, Bills might might take it. I can see the Bills. I'm rooting I like for Josh Allen, too. Yeah. I'm rooting for the Bills, you know. So, I would say maybe the Bills are in, in the, in, in the Rams, maybe. College National Championship prediction. Oh, this year? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, no, this they, fall. Did they, 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 they apply the new 12? Nope. 12 nope. Team? It's not this year. Nope. Just for, it's four. So give me give me your national championship. I only want, I don't want your four. I want your final two. Oh, my course safest answers would be Bama and Old State. Uh, Some Clemson fans just got mad right there. 
Hey, I'll be struggling with dude's name. DJ Ui Ungalale? Yeah. I think I said it right that time, I think. So let's be real now. Let's go ahead and say Bama, Ohio State. Okay. Uh, the only reason I would say Clemson is because I worry about injuries and they don't have like a backup quarterback right after him. So if everything works perfect, then, you know, yeah, I can see it. But I would say I'm feeling Texas A&M. Mm. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Texas A&M, go ahead. It may be like Ohio State, maybe. Mm. I can see them, too. Yeah, Alabama, a young team this year. Well, not really young, brand new team. Yeah, I think they got a few things to work out. Yeah. So, I think they might get caught so up. You right say Jimbo going to get his chance this time. I think it's, Jimbo. Between, it's between, I say, maybe Georgia, Florida. Florida, Florida played how they normally play at the beginning of the year through the whole season. I can see it either being Georgia Maybe Georgia, A and M, or Georgia, Ohio State, uh, or t- Texas A and M, Ohio State. I-, I know Ohio State gonna be there for a fact. They class too loaded. So we are gonna say the four is Ohio State, Ohio State, Bama, or Georgia, Texas A and M, Georgia. The SEC getting three schools in the college football playoff. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. SEC. With, with, and and once OU and Texas go there, it's it's, it's not even totally there. Yeah, it's not. You know what? I keep why, why are we giving Oklahoma any credit? Come on now. I mean, I'm not saying well, they, that. they won the Big Twelve seven it's years like, in a row. It's like saying Notre Dame's going to come in the playoffs and win. They are, but I ain't saying nah, they're coming yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> nah, I'm not saying I'm not dissing no Notre Dame people neither. But it's been fifty point blowouts. I'd say if it was six, years. then I would throw in Oklahoma. And Notre Dame. Mm. Notre is going to get knocked out first round. Come yeah, on. Notre Dame. I, been, I just don't see it. It's been 50 point blowouts the last four years. You know what kind of get what I'm noticing about Notre Dame? I don't know if this is true or not. So if I'm offending anybody, I'm sorry. When I look at schools and I look at private schools, you kind of can start seeing how you don't have a certain depth because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a money thing or I mean I know they all get 25 scholarships, but it seems like it gets to a certain point where it's like oh, y'all got a strong one string. Second string is, uh, and then the third string is like, now. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas well, you go to Georgia, they like five deep. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, I, I think it's also. The second team could probably keep up. I think it's, it, when you get a school like Notre Dame, what happens is you get you get players who, yeah, NBC looks good. Mm-hmm. The independent schedule looks good. But the guarantee for the possible playoff is not necessarily there. Yeah. And so if I'm not going there and I'm, I'm not the starter, the, the chances of me getting a New Year's Six Bowl is kind of slim. Yeah. You know, I got to go undefeated and get hopefully all the voters like us. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it They'll plays get the a little role. Part. They'll get the voters part. They're kind of like, um, like high school teams that play national schedules. Yeah. Like IMG. Like, they don't have a state title that they – well, they, you know, they got two teams. They got a, like a high school team right. and they got the big time team. They got JV. Yeah, they got JV. So that big team that just played a national schedule, it's rather all win or, win or nothing. There is no state Florida title that you can earn. So you can't lose one game because if not, you might as well say, all right, we done then because all we play for is a national championship. Mm-hmm. That's how Notre Dame seemed to me. Yeah. They got to win all their games, and then they, you know, hopefully they'll get picked, then they play. It ain't no national, ain't no, ain't no conference championship to win. Or they got to pray somebody get knocked off and everybody had one loss. Yeah. Yeah. So – um, a tweet uh, that I saw the other day. The highest paid linebacker in NFL history. 
It's from a Division One FCS school. That's an HBCU. It's actually Darius Leonard. Oh, I forgot. He just, he got, just signed. got just signed a huge deal with the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, what's your opinion on why aren't big time recruits choosing HBCUs? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why everybody else does it, but I don't know. I, I don't want my personal opinion in it. But I would say now, with like they starting to get the notoriety between the Black, Black Lives Matter, uh, you see kind of how to white What's your thoughts? Why, why, why do you think the big time uh, players aren't? Oh no, I personally don't have nothing wrong with HBCUs. Oh no, I, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> everybody know. Well, what about you, Mondo? Uh, two things. One, I, I believe it's uh, sometimes kids get the idea like you get the rankings, you get the stars, you get this or that, and it's a mindset of I like you know with that thing with those kind of accolades. They start to feel like I'm, I'm big time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And if I'm big time, then I should go here. You know, like everybody's almost desires to get an offer from Alabama. Like mm-hmm. You get an offer from Alabama, like I'm good. Nah, see, I, went to, I got an offer from Alabama. All right. Nick Saban said I was good. So then, that's how everybody thinks. So like, like Miles did on his Instagram. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but, but that's kind of like one thing that I think is that that they're like it's almost like in life where society tells you you deserve certain things. Mm-hmm. Like they tell you, you know, if you work at this job and you make this much money, then you should be able to afford this kind of house mm-hmm. and you should be driving this kind of car. Even though it's putting you in debt and you're still broke, you know what I'm saying, by driving that and having that. But it's like, but you feel like you deserve it because I made it to this stage of life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I did what I was supposed to do, so now I can get this, you know. And that's kind of what I see the kids do. It's like, all right, well, I made it to this stage, so I'm supposed to be here. You know, not and not caring that it's like, all right, is it the best situation for me sometimes? Right. It's more just the fact that I got that kind of honor. That's one thing. And I think the other part is money. Mm. You know, like, for instance, yeah. I don't care what, I ain't going to, I'm not saying it. <clears throat> Let me change that up. I would say it's money. You don't get as much money at the HBCUs as you would at the, at the normal. And coming into the program. Coming into the program. Right. Because don't get me wrong, they get like living wages, you know, living allowances or whatever yeah. they call it. I know some people yeah. making at least, what, 3000 a month. I don't say no names. But that's to yeah. pay for your house. Right. All your living and stuff like that. So you get those, you get that you at this school. That. But HBCU sometimes ain't giving you money like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
So you might still got to go to work. Yeah, you might get up, go to practice. No, I don't say practice. Let's say you go to school, mm-hmm. go to practice. Some kids leave practice, go to work. And then come home and start over again like we back in high school. You know what I'm saying? Just to be able to have money to live. So if I got a choice between here and that, that's school, And that borderline could be an NCAA violation yeah. based on where you work and how much money you make. Yeah, and so then... Or I can get, you know, I can go play, and all I gotta do is really focus on school and and, and football, mm-hmm. and I ain't gotta worry about the other stuff. Kind of becomes a little bit more attractive sometimes, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think those two reasons to me are some reasons why they don't choose. Now, I do notice one thing is we talk to a lot more of the HBCUs, the transfer portal that they talk that they have, and kids figuring out when they get to places. You know, what the system is really like, how I really am, do I really fit in, mm-hmm. am I really that good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are they willing to deal with who I am as a person? Right. That's the key one that people never talk about. Um, you, see, you see a lot of big-time kids fit in, like, you know what, it ain't even about that up there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go back here to this college. I'm going to ball out at this school. Mm-hmm. I will get drafted or get invited or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you got to go venture out and see because you think I'm big time like this, so I should be here. Right. Like, you know, like I said, you can be, say, a mid-level three-star kid. You know what I'm saying? But you got that one that one or two, you know, D1 offers from whatever schools it might be. You say, I'm going there because it's, you know, it looked good on paper, though. Right. Then you get there next year, you at, you know, whatever black college it is, and you kicking it, loving your life. Saying to yourself, why the hell did that go up there where it's fucking freezing? Right, you know what I'm saying? right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen where a lot of athletes now are looking at, they're looking at HBCUs, but not, but not just because of the the issues that Black Lives Matter uh, promoted, but the mindset of I can be myself now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if I know there's fans from a lot of schools who support the school genuinely and actually support the students, but you know, I, I've been to big time games and. and you can hear, like, hey, when we winning, oh, I love I love you. But when we not winning, you every N-word in the book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and a coach can talk all day about how much we're a family. But that coach ain't going up in the stands, you know, and saying something to that fan or that booster who is, you know, doing these type of things. And so, unfortunately, you know, I hope that this trend that, Dion and Eddie George and all them are making in terms of getting some of the bigger names. I, I hope that that slowly evolves into you know our players getting more picks on Sundays and, and and in drafts. You know, I will say shout out to the Indianapolis Colts. This is the second black college player that they've picked who they've made like or who who's went to Indy and made themselves a superstar. Robert Mathis came out of Alabama A&M, and he's in their ring of honor. And subsequently, they pick another HBCU player to play the same exact same position, and yeah, he's he killing it. Yes. You know, so shout out to shout out to the coach. I think y'all my new favorite football team because I ain't had one since the Rams. Mr. Ursay, your boy now. Huh? Mr. Ursay, your boy. Huh? Hey, I, hey, you know. <laughs> hey, man. Speaking of the coach, man, did, did y'all see Peyton Manning's uh Speak. bust? Yeah, his, it wasn't that bad. It hey man, that, that man head looked like Mega Mind, man. Man, his bust was not that big. Hey man, his 
It was a lot of foreheads in that thing. Like that. You talking about the uh, the mean picture, man? That one wasn't real like that. Man. I know, man, but they still they, his, his head was big as hell in man, the bus, though. I love Adrian James. Man. Oh yeah, Adrian oh, yeah. James told me like, man, I was like, man, I feel you, bro, because I was like, I feel you on everything he said. He said these locks that made it to Canton, man, so them kids can he see what. He's my favorite player. Like, oh yeah, just because of who he was. Cause, you know what? Uh, he was so dope because the fact that when when I look at football players, when I think of Miami. I think a, I think a gold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, hey man, my man was playing football with a grill. Yeah, I'm thinking dreads. Everybody think yeah. Detroit got dreads. Yeah, gold teeth. I don't know about the gold teeth, but I say dreads. Hey, yeah. and shout out to the Hall of Fame class. If y'all didn't get a chance to watch that, go follow, go watch them videos. Uh, hey man, it's almost that time. So, so last thing, man. This is not dealing with sports. Um, school getting ready to start. School starting in like a, a week or two for most schools. California announced yesterday or today that they're going to force teachers to either get vaccinated or get tested like once a week. Like as a parent, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure if Eastside is is providing a virtual option for this year. How no. do, so y'all y'all going back to school? Mm-hmm. So how 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 are you preparing for? COVID to affect this school year? Oh, I'm just happy that the kids are back at school. Because mm. that, that part to me is really, it was really to me hurting the kids. You know, Don't get me wrong, I like the fact of I like virtual school because to me it gave them a taste of what college is like when you leave for college and mm-hmm. you have to manage your own time, do your work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, that, uh, but for younger kids and all of that, I kind of really like the school being in, 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 in session. Now as far as for us, like we've been vaccinated. So I just feel like this, you know. I ain't even worried about it. They got to wear masks, they just put a mask on. If right. you don't have to wear masks, all right. You don't have to do that part, you know. If it's mandated, I guess, hey, if your job says you got to do it, you got to do it, then I guess, unless you don't want to work there, it's up to you. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I don't see, uh, don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying I'm just one of the people that was like, ooh, hooray, hooray, we got a, we got a vaccine. Because I questioned it at first, too. I wanted to see how it kind of worked out, mm-hmm. which one was the best one, you know what I'm saying, all that kind of stuff like that. Um, but after I kind of watched it for a while and, you know, saw what was going on, and I was like, all right. And then when they said the kids can get it. Right. Because, you know, being you know being with the, being around the kids all the time and being around kids that's traveling around the country, shoot, I was like, you might as well just go ahead and get this and, and just, you know, be precautious with it. Mm-hmm. Cause I ain't gonna never lie. I, I remember we traveled so much, man. It was what was it that the December before everybody got kicked out of school? You know, before they mm-hmm. closed schools down, right? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Was it nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Twenty nineteen. So after we on the plane, we on the we in the airport, right? And we going, I think, down to Florida somewhere. No, we leaving Florida. Now we was going to Florida. We was going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We was going to Florida, right? And I'm walking in the airport, and I'm like, dang. I look at that one person, all right, all right, cool. I said that another person. Because you know how you get on the plane, it'd always be that one person with a mask on. Because mm-hmm. he'd be acting like he's sick, so nobody's sitting next to you. <laughs> but I started paying attention. I'm like, man, why every, every, I'm not, you know, every Oriental or every Arabic person. I'm not like, every one of these cats got on masks, right? And I'm like, damn, why they got these masks on? I'm tripping, like, I'm asking. So I call back home. I'm like, ma, I'm in the airport. Why every Chinese person got a mask on? My mom was like, oh, I said Chinese flu. They must just came from China. I'm like, not in St. Louis. They just flew just from China. <laughs> right. So then we get to where we got down to Florida, and everybody had masks on there too. Now we this is like November is December. This yeah. is before the stuff kicked off. Before they said it was a problem. 
So I'm like this. Something ain't right, dog. Something is not right. So me and mine on the plane, we got our hoodies across our nose, man. <laughs> 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 we barely see out our eyes. I'm like, no, something going on. They ain't telling us, man. Yeah. So we get home, and I swear as soon as we got back home a week too late, they start talking about, oh, no, it's kind of COVID stuff going on. So then all of a sudden it got worse and worse and worse. I said, I knew something was going on. When you start seeing, I pay attention to patterns. Mm-hmm. When I start seeing that stuff too much, I'm like, something ain't right, man. Something, yeah. something going on. And that's when I knew it was going to be something a little different when I started seeing it. When yeah. they got to the point where they were telling us, I was like, oh, okay. We were coming back from the cruise. Mm-hmm. In 2019, we had went on the cruise. Yeah. We took the lodge on the whole lodge, went on the cruise. And we came back. And literally, like, we came back in October. Uh-huh. And in November, all of a sudden, we like, man, we, we we starting to plan for next year and all that. And then we started hearing them, rant, like, them random news uh, reports, like, yeah, this happened to here. I'm like, oh, that's happened over there. Ain't got nothing to do with us. <laughs> man, I, I think it was in January. That's when I knew it, something was real. I was like, I, I got a, one, of my, uh, one of my Masonic bros in Florida was like, yeah, man, it's it's some stuff going on. They didn't cancel my trip to to London. I'm like, they canceled your trip. He's like, yeah, man, this this like flu or something is taking over Europe. I'm like, oh man, and and, and knowing history the way I do, I'm like, if it's over there, it's coming here. No, oh, it's coming. I remember when I first got to St. Louis, man. Of the girl who came back. She came from like Italy. Yeah, sick. She flew into Chicago. Her parents knew she was sick and thought it may have been that, but they didn't want her to get treated there because they wasn't with her. So she flew from Italy to Chicago, took the train, the Amtrak from Chicago to St. Louis. Damn outbreak monkey. And then, and then her family—they told her family to quarantine. Her daddy didn't want to make all the kids quarantine, so he took the girl to the father-daughter dance yeah. at the school. The school ended up catching yeah. the COVID, and it just oh, ran rampant from there. It was just horrible. This is crazy, man. I, I really hope this eventually goes away, like, soon. Like, completely. Bro, I'm tired of masks. I'm tired of all of it. You know. You know, it's kind of, to me, I'm trying to, I, I, we done lived through a whole life in our little lives. Like, we talk about history. You know, but we talk about, like, some like our grandparents or something, they lived through, like, Smallpox, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, but you know what's crazy? That, like, I I really would I really would love to to look at some of the, talk to some of the people who are like I'm anti-vax. I'm like, you remember going to school? Cause you had to have it to go to school. Like, they weren't letting us in like you, you had a religious belief, right? And and, and that yeah. was that was really in the last like probably yeah. 15, 20 years because they didn't care about that thing. It was like, hey, you come here, you are gonna have to get this done. And and, and our parent and our parents, you know was getting that. And they had a whole lot worse. Smallpox, mo- uh, mumps, measles, polio. They was they was damn pincushions. Man, I had a breakout one time and they thought it was the measles. Well, they put they quarantined me when I was in like when I was twelve years old. And they till they found out that it wasn't the measles, mm-hmm. they were scared that it was like I'm about to cause this outbreak at the school. And I didn't know what you know, it's funny, like now I see it happening here with COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they did the same stuff to me back then when they thought I had the measles. They come in <laughs> dressed like it surgery. Was funny. It was like they didn't know what it was, but I, I think I had some kind of allergic reaction to something. Man, but yeah, it's been going on for a minute, man. I want to thank y'all, brothers, for coming to kick it with us, man. I had a wonderful time, man. Uh, y'all make sure y'all tap it. Say, get everybody your social media again so they can find you and follow you. Uh, 
Uh, my Instagram is uh, underscore miles two two x uh, dot underscore uh, Twitter uh, make great miles. Uh, Facebook is just my name. I'm not on nothing else. At least majority. Nah, when every time he finna start doing uh, TikTok videos, <laughs> yeah. he finna start mimicking every funny TikTok video that came out. Our first one gonna be the dude that walked into the store with the, the deep lean walk. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta do uh, back it up, Terry. That's what That's you gotta do. Back up, Terry. TikTok go viral so fast. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I'm just telling somebody yesterday that's probably the fastest way to go viral yeah. right now. Yeah. Just because you get on there and just scroll scroll through something, or you you uh, do one of the videos where it's the other side of the video yeah, next to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like next to you. You wake up in the morning. You got 3,000 followers. You don't even remember posting the video. Hey, I did one Masonic video. And my stuff, I looked up one day. I was like, hey, this mug got 1,000 views. I just put it up there yesterday. And my, and my IOTA one, when, when uh, I did responded to, like, why I pledged IOTA one. And that one got a lot of traction on it, too. But I'm still, hey, I'm almost 40. I don't need to be on this. Skype videos, dude. Not on there too much. But, uh, <laughs> man, Sending them like chain video. He sent me one. I had this downloaded and sent it to her. Yes, it was like, <laughs> share this if you yes. don't want your mom to die. Share this video to five people. Oh man. Comment. I was like, bro, you see, every time I, my stuff would be filled up <laughs> with videos, I'm like, damn, I don't even be on TikTok like that. I'm like, who's sending me videos? I click on it. It's him every day. I was like, bro, I had to block you. I'm tired of you blowing up my Snapchat and I'm thinking something going on. I'm like, man, maybe one of my escape videos I took off finally. I look. It's his ass every day. He sent me three, four videos a day. He, he was hurt when I told him. I'm like, bro, I did block you. I'm like, He's like, I thought we was building I'm a like, relationship. I'm like, you don't send me nothing that's funny. It ain't like they was good videos. If he was sending me some heat, I probably would have kept them on there. But he just sending me chain reaction videos so his mama don't die and other random stuff that he find. I'm like, bro, I can't. Or he be in the video just dancing. Send it to me. I'm like, bro, leave me alone, man. But, but look, y'all, make sure y'all tap in next week. For episode 81, I got the homie JP CEO yes, sir. of Unheard Media, man. We're going to come in and discuss that. I'm a part of that team. I got to got some shows coming out that I don't help produce, yeah. record, and edit that will be on Roku. Yeah. Uh, actually, starting this Sunday, we got a big uh, black tie event for it that just sold out today. Yeah, so that's yeah, going to that. be pretty lit, man. So y'all make sure y'all tap in. I appreciate y'all. We episode 80. It's your boy Nico the Great Man, my wonderful co-host. Past Master. Holla at y'all. And we out this thing. That's
You know, that way, that way, that way, you it is already done. We we can get what we can get whatever backdrop necessary. Hey, do that here. Yeah, yeah we can do it as a lot. And, and, and you know what? What'd well, be dope? Cause we have we have it where people can call in. Mm-hmm. So like, you oh, know, like if if, 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 if uh, all your. Hey, have have fans from whatever school you pick calling in. Oh yeah, we gotta get a picture. You already, you already ended it. Yeah. Oh no, push the end button on there. Push that stop. Something you probably do know: Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto; they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know: The average oak tree branch can hold seventy pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV with your ass she ass. 